Like um, when we're are we <laughs> are we rolling? Oh, was that a foster fart? Welcome, Welcome to back. The episode three of the Coast to Coast Hockey Podcast. My name is Joe Sulier, and with me, as always, is Alex Wade. How Al. are you, today, buddy? Al's here. I'm good, man. How about you? I'm pretty good. I haven't seen you in a while. Uh, about two weeks. Yeah, I mean, we <laughs> play hockey online pretty much every night. But uh, yeah, uh, who else is joining us here? Oh, my beautiful girlfriend Carla's here. What's up, baby? Oh, hi. She doesn't. Uh, she's not with like the hockey talk or anything, but. Uh, She's here. She's wow. hanging out. Way to out her right away. She's here hanging out, and that's all that matters. <laughs> Pretty desperation yeah. moment I mean, for me. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I feel you, and that's fine. You know, we'll, we're just happy to take you because we don't have a lot of followers. We don't have a lot of listeners. So right now I feel like we have a bit of an audience, and uh, that's something we don't have outside of this room. <laughs> so... <laughs> So yeah, we're uh, we're talking Habs, we're talking Nucks, and uh, we're also talking Sens today. We got uh, we got Jonathan Jarvo. Jarvo. We had a conversation with him about those pesky Sens, so we're gonna talk to him about that. What else? What else are we talking about today? Um, I wanted to bring up uh, Daryl Sutter going back to Calgary. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Jeff Ward getting the axe. Yeah. I wanna I wanna give an assist though to the Montreal Canadiens for. Setting the first domino to fire the coaches this year. <laughs> yeah, they were they were the uh, the the OGs of getting rid of their coaches this year. Yeah, what do you think about Sutter going to Calgary? Um, so why did he leave last time? Just because they got a sick of him? Wasn't he being like a cranky fucking old man? I thought he was bit? in L.A. before. Yeah, he went Calgary, L.A., and then oh yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe I'm confusing the two. I think he got fired because L.A. wasn't playing well. And why did he get fired because of Calgary? Just cha- change a regime or what? Uh, who got fired? Jeff Ward? No, no, no. Uh, Sutter. Like the first time he got fired from Calgary. I don't remember. That's or did his contract end? Let me do actually do some research before we start talking shit. Sure. Um, you know I want to take this opportunity to uh, to give my condolences to the Gretzky family. You know, right, right, right. We lost right. Walter Gretzky recently, and uh, he made Wayne Gretzky. So that's a pretty pretty devastating loss to hockey, to the hockey world. So our our hearts go out to the Gretzky family. Sincerely. Or what do they call him? Uh, hockey's first dad. Is that what they call him? Something like that, yeah. I think uh, maybe I Hockey's grandfather now. It. Yeah, and anyways, uh, but July 12, 2006, Sutter stepped down as head coach of the Flames. Okay. Said it was difficult to f- handle his jobs, both head coach and G- I didn't realize he was the GM at that point. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. I, was he the last one to be a GM and a head coach? Like, that's pretty fucking old school working right there in 2006. Yeah, no shit, eh? Who was the last guy who did that? Fuck, I don't know. If you, if anyone knows, please uh, fire us a DM on on Instagram at Coast to Coast Hockey Podcast. <laughs> oh, so yeah, we're just here talking halves and ducks. I actually want to talk about the uh, the shit play of Carey Price as of late. As yeah. you probably know, Montreal has not been on a good stretch. They, I'm aware. Yeah, they went five games in a row of losing. They fired their head coach and also fired their assistant head coach, which is Claude Julien and Kirk Muller. Um, and then as of recently, they brought they fired Stefan Waite. And so to replace Stefan Waite, they had Sean Burke come in, who was a goalie in the NHL for many years. But I don't think he was a goalie in like 
like the butterfly age. I think he was like a goalie in the stand-up age. Stack the pads age. Yeah, so I'm not entirely sure how he's supposed to help our $10.5 million paid goalie, Carey Price, but uh, whatever. Um, So to replace Claude Julien, they had Dominic Ducharme, who was on the bench already in Montreal, and also they brought in Alex Burroughs. So there's a little my connection boy. there, yeah. From my the BOI right there. Your BOI? Yeah. Right on. What do you think about Alex Burroughs uh, taking a step up on the bench? Well, was was he, like, from what I know, he was coaching a little bit uh, as an assistant coach in, what, juniors or Q, Q? He was in the A. He was in the A. I, see, I didn't know any of this until fucking he was Montreal on the picked him Laval. up. On the who? On Laval, the oh, Rocket. I didn't know this, yeah, so... Until re, uh, yeah, until he actually got promoted to uh, Montreal, I, I fuck, I haven't heard of Alex Burrow's name in four years. Ever since he showed up on ever whatever since, Legends Night or whatever in Vancouver, <laughs> ever since uh, he was playing for Ottawa and decided that he was gonna give an MMA a try. <laughs> See again, I know none of this. <laughs> so basically, the last play of Alex Burrow's was in Ottawa. He went down with some guy that he was playing against on the other team. They got into a little scrum while laying on the ice, and he, like, <laughs> dropped his knee into his head. Put him into a, a, tr- a Kamora or something? Yeah, he put him into this, like, death fucking attack with his legs and looked like a fucking MMA fighter. So he got, hey, man. He got suspended for that, and then I think Ottawa put him on waivers. No team picked him up, and that was the last we saw Alex Burroughs in the NHL. You know what, though? If, if, if I'm going with you at a, uh, at a bar... In a fight, uh-huh. it, nine nine times out of ten, it's going to end up in a Kimura. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck is a Kimura? <laughs> Whatever the fucking the an arm bar or Dallas something. Page leg lock. <laughs> <laughs> That's Ric Flair, bitch. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> That's a figure four. But no, no. It's, it's whenever you see like two guys at a at a nightclub fighting, it's like it's never what you thought it's going to be. Like left hook, right hook, upper hand. It's like. Or uppercut or whatever. It's no, it's like one guy gets somebody in like a fucking guillotine. <laughs> the other one's flailing with his fucking, uh, whatever the horse hey logo man, is. I'm, shirt a, I'm a short guy. I'm not afraid to fight dirty. I mean, if I don't fight dirty, I'm probably going to lose the fight. So like, I'm, I agree, I'm man. fucking I agree. kicking shins. I'm putting my thumb in your eye. You know, I'm, I'm yeah. getting in there into grimy spots to win that battle. Cause I'm probably not going to if I exactly. play by the rules. If someone's got that that art, like that uh, overhand reach game, yeah, dude, people you're can, not getting out of that. No. So you got you got to fight dirty. Yeah, yeah. I agree. So let's do this one you know, what mine is is I I go I go under the legs and I t- I take and you, you eat their balls. <laughs> oh wait, sorry, what? <laughs> well, yeah, no, I mean I yeah, I mean let's, you're a ball eater. Yeah, I would I would love to be that guy, but no. Listen, what do you I'm, call it? Uh, nibbling on gristle, little little gristle nibbling. <laughs> But no, my, my ground and pound game is like, if I'm going to get in a fight, I mean, I've, I've been in a couple of fights, nothing crazy. I've been knocked out once. So I, I got a 50% uh, survival rate so far. But um, I go for the legs. I take you down. And then I ground and pound, ground and pound. I'm right on top of you. Ground and pound. That like, sounds like a play-by-play from one of your dates that you've been on. <laughs> I thought you switched topics now or something. <laughs> God, is this like what your Tinder life is like? Oh, wait, what is it now? Hinge? Ground and pound? Yeah. Hey, hey baby, you want to get go out for a ground and pound? Yeah, except that ground and pound lasts about fucking 64 seconds. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So no, like seriously, a, it's embarrassing. Well, like a, like gotta, a, what was that, like a four or five pump jump? Yeah, no, it's bad. I don't know. I uh, It's bad. I'm just going to say that. You should, get, uh, you should get Roman swipes. That's what I hear. Here will help you out. Is Roman swipes. The fuck's Apparently, that? Apparently you rub it on your dick and that you last like longer. WWE wrestler. 
Roman swipes. <laughs> <laughs> it's Roman swipes. <laughs> All of a sudden, it goes black and music starts playing. Oh my god, it's Roman swipes. <laughs> he's here. He's here. He's here. <laughs> what is it? Sorry. Apparently, I don't know. They they advertise it on other podcasts. I've heard. Yeah, I, don't, I don't know what you're talking about. Apparently, you, it's like a cream or something, and you rub it on your dick before you're about to engage in coitus, and it's supposed to make you last longer. Really? Because I could use a vat of that, like a Costco. Do they sell like, it at Costco? Yeah, exactly. Kirkland I, brand? I could use the fucking industrial bucket of that shit right now. Because, <laughs> <laughs> I, I've been trying, like, you know, the hacky, like, oh, you got to think of, like, your, like, aunt or something. No, I've been, I've been thinking about, like, you my... You think about your aunt? Well, no, but, like, a lot of guys no, say that. listen to this podcast. <laughs> Jesus. A lot of guys will say that, no, like, think people... about your, like, grandma's friend or whatever, no, right? Yeah, you're, you're supposed to... Think about con- baseball. Yeah, baseball. <laughs> you're supposed to control your boner, not fucking kill it. Why would you think about well, a you gotta family ki- that's, member? That's how you control it. You gotta kill. No, no, Apparently but you gotta, you gotta kill it for him. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that, that that still keeps you at, uh, yeah. at no, about no. four p.m. <laughs> what I was saying, yeah, is, it doesn't go down to fucking six. Keeps at about you know three or four. Yeah. Three or four. Yeah, about four. You're a sick man. Four, four ten. Yeah. <laughs> no, uh, what I was saying is a lot of you know, stupid advice. Think about your grandma's friend who's whatever, right? No, but seriously, you know what I think about the. The dent on my car door. The, the ones that you caused? No. The one that the guy hit me. I am the victim here. Sounds like your dates are the victim. <laughs> Yo. What's up? That was a good one. Yeah, so uh, this podcast is over. Good start. Um, okay, six of. Let me see here. I have yeah, his no, number. Announce his number on okay. the podcast. Red truck Amber Ale. Hashtag sponsor me. John speaking. Johnny. Hey, Joe. How's it going, man? Good. How are you? I'm good. You know, living the dream. Right on, right There's on. Bubble. Yeah, how's your bubble looking these days? Is it a tight bubble or you got, a, <laughs> you got some wiggle room in there? Well, I got a family with two boys, so not much wiggle room, but I'm a bit of a hypocrite, so I go to the gym, so I guess my bubble has expanded a bit. Oh, yeah, you're just sweating all over everybody. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> sneezing, sweating, it's perfect. <laughs> yeah, there you go. So what's going on? How's your weekend been treating you? Uh, it's okay. I'm a little injured, so just trying to keep it low profile, watching my kids play video games. Oh, yeah, how so. what did you get injured from? What's your injury? I uh, I compete in powerlifting, so I don't know if you know what. I don't even know, know what that is. Are you the guy in the gym with the mouth guard in, just fucking as hard as he no, can? No, I don't have a mouth guard. I don't have a mouth guard. But uh, yeah, I want to be heads. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Do you have a night guard when you sleep? And I do have a night guard, actually. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> So I compete in powerlifting. Uh, I'm actually uh, trying to get some BC records for my age group. So there's an age group called Masters from 40 to 49. Okay. And I'm like 60 pounds off of the records, so BC all-time records. Oh. So I'm actually going for those. That's so, pretty cool. So unfortunately, I injured. Yeah, unfortunately, I injured my elbow. So I'm kind of fucked up a little bit. Is that just kind of like part of it though? Like you get injured, you take a week off, and you start back slowly and try to push it farther, type thing. I wish it was only a week. It's been about six months. Oh fuck. Uh, I still push through it because I'm an idiot. But whatever. <laughs>
But it's like any other sport. You get hurt, you get better, and whatever. You do it. You keep going. Yeah. Hey, man, that's cool. Hell yeah. So, so yeah. I, I think we only really met one time. We met at the wedding a few years ago, Alex and Anna's. That's right. Yeah. Alex's wedding. We were both probably hammered uh, from the get-go. You know so. what? I remember you and I were on the same team playing that fucking game where you hit. We had like a bunch of sticks. Like we were collecting firewood. We were like, let's play a game out of this. And we were throwing rocks <laughs> and sticks like fucking pilgrims. <laughs> and just making Oh, yeah. Game. I remember that now. You and I were on a team. I remember. Really? Yeah. I remember like a flash of that game and that's about it. Yeah, that's a, basically all, all what happened was a flash of this really poor game that they play in like the <laughs> most poorest countries of Africa. Just hammer drum. Throwing sticks at other sticks. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Holy moly. Yeah, I don't even know what it's called, but it was a good time. I think uh, Luke, we were playing Luke and someone else. And you guys in like Louisiana? Like where was this? <laughs> <laughs> no, Manning Park. Manning Park. Oh, okay. Yeah. And, uh, Luke probably won because Luke wins everything. He does. He does. You know, <laughs> one of those guys, right? He's just like, well, all, just an all around talent. <laughs> <laughs> He's got the looks, too. Oh, like, holy moly. Don't get me started, man. What I would do to have Luke's hair. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? My wife still references Luke's hair for my youngest boy. He's growing his hair long as well. She's like, oh, just do it like Luke. So, <laughs> that's yeah, what, that's, that's what every husband wants to hear. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Thanks a lot. Yeah, and then she closed her eyes when we're in bed. Now I know exactly what she's thinking. So <laughs> it's like when, uh, when like the wife's like, "Oh, Kevin Costner, he's cute," and then, and then she goes, "Oh, you get one too. Who do you think's cute?" And you'd be like, "Oh, yeah, the girl exactly. that does your nails or something like that." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, your mom, twenty-five years ago. <laughs> <laughs> that might be a bit of a more heated one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's a compliment though. Yeah. You know. Well, yeah, exactly. Like our mothers. Exactly. Well, that's cool, man. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I remember you uh you were just dancing on the dance floor. You had like three kids all over you, all over you just carrying them around, spinning them and stuff. <laughs> you were a jungle gym at that wedding. That's what you got to do with kids, man. They get bored within five minutes, so you got to keep them occupied. Do they? Why do they got power lifts so I can pick them up and throw them around, right? God damn. Do they actively try and climb you? Like, is that a competition for them? Oh, yeah. Kids have energy, right? And they don't, there's no inhibitions either. So they'll do whatever. Yeah. Yeah. They'll kick you in the nuts and say, hey, who can hit them harder kind of thing? And, you know, who can make them cry first and whatever else. So you've taught them Rochambeau. I don't know what the hell that is. What's Rochambeau? That's when you kick each other in the nuts and whoever gives up first loses or wins. Oh, geez. It's called Rochambeau. Well, they're not fully developed yet, so I'd probably lose every single time. (laughs) (laughs) Although I don't need them anymore. So. (laughs) All right, on. So you're a Jarvo. I know both your brothers. Is Jarvo? Wait, wait. Before you say Jarvo, what's a Jarvo? Um, it's a person. It's a family. Oh, I thought it was like a, a, a town in Ontario or something. No, so <laughs> no, 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 no. Alex, it's a. Uh, this is my friend yeah, Jonathan ahead, Jarbo. Oh, nice. You to introduce us finally. So yeah, so Jonathan Jarbo is who we're talking to. Okay, Jonathan. Jar- is it Jonathan, Jarbo. John, Johnny? What, what's the what's the preferred? Yeah, name? John or Jonathan. My brothers call me Jonathan. So family calls me Jonathan. Friends yeah. call me John. So. Your family's Whatever a bit you more think reserved with that kind of like first name kind of thing, right? Like you guys are. Pretty yeah, classy. we have some traditions. Yeah. We are. We have some traditions in our family, like the J A J initials. Yeah, that's so like my kids have J A J initials as well. It's kind of, yeah, it's kind of cool, I guess. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. Justin broke it a bit, but whatever. Yeah, yeah, no, but like um, Alexandre, like I, I spent some yeah, time Alexandre. in Kelowna with Alex and Anna there, and uh, they every time Alex tells me a story about like his mom or his dad, it's always <sighs> full names pronounced, very well spoken, very uh, mild mannered type type talk. Well, did you grow up in a French household? Um, no, I grew up in a. An Elmer French French household. Oh, <laughs> my dad was from close, Elmer. Close enough, I guess. <laughs> so it's like, like bit bit lower French talking. Okay, like, okay. Like Hull and Elmer Gatineau, that kind of French. The dirty French. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm not gonna Gatineau. say it, but. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. You yeah. know, I'm from Ottawa. I went to Hull many, many times, so it's okay. Yeah, dirty French. So and you're in. Um, uh, you're in. Vancouver, but you know what it's like. So kind of in. I'm in Vancouver now, yeah. Uh, uh, grew up in Ottawa. Uh, uh, I actually lived in Asia for a long time, so yeah. that's actually how I got back into the Sims. Oh, um, yeah. I used to watch the Sims a lot when I was a kid, yeah. and then when I got to become a teenager, I kind of fell out a little bit. I just didn't care about hockey anymore. I stopped playing. I mm. uh, started smoking a bunch of weed and just chasing girls. <laughs> that's kind of what didn't, I did, too. Didn't care about Start sports anymore. Who cares about yeah. prospects at this point? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I don't give a shit. Yeah. So, but then I moved to Asia, and I kind of missed home a little bit, and hockey was the first thing I picked up. Okay. And then I didn't miss a game. Even though I was living in, in Asia for, like, seven years, I didn't miss one game in probably five years in a row. Really? Where, where in Asia? Yeah. I lived in Tokyo for most of it, oh, sweet. Uh, but some of it in Beijing and in a city called Fuzhou in southern China as well. Nice. That's so, cool, man. Yeah, yeah. Did, were you, so did you have the I, games playing at like the bars or were you, like, were you? No, I just, I just watched them live on my laptop. Oh, cool. Because it was the time difference. It was like Saturday morning, right? Uh, Saturday yeah. or Sunday morning. So cracking open a beer at seven o'clock in the morning. And Yeah. So how important yeah. is it for um, those those guys going to the Beijing Olympics next year? Like the NHL, I don't know. That's, the Olympics. that's a tough one, right? It's you know, Winter Olympics already lose a boatload of money. You take hockey out of it, or take out all the uh, NHL players. Yeah, it sucks. It's like, like no it's one's like gonna watch IHF it, right? Or yeah. Fuck it is. Not, I kind of understand one, the, it though uh, from from an employer's point of view. Like you're paying this guy a lot of money, and he goes over and plays in the Olympics and get in gets injured, and now you don't oh, get the cup. For you're the next gone for three years. weeks too. Yeah. Well, that's exactly what happened to the Sens, right? Yeah. In two, I know you guys don't know the history of the Sens, but 2005, 2006, we had Hasek. Yeah. He goes to the Olympics 2006, comes back injured. Yeah. We had a fantastic team, you know. Yeah. He gets 50 goals in that freaking year. And yeah, that's right. We lose that in the playoffs. Was, like that, second your, round, so. was that your favorite era of the, of the Sens? It probably was. You know, the pizza line, so Haitley, Spezza, Alfredson, amazing line. Did you say the pizza Again, line? 50 points each. Yeah, it's pizza line. What's the pizza line? I've yeah. never heard of that. Span, please. It was Keely, Spezza, and Alfie in Alfredson. Oh, yeah. The pizza? Yeah, so, what makes it a pizza? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Spezza <laughs> with the two Zs. I don't know. It's it's not a, a diamond shape. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't Do know. they smell it's like greasy, pepperoni? It's greasy, but it still tastes good. I don't know. Okay. Hey, no, you know what? Yeah. That, that line is actually perfect to describe that. So that's sweet, I guess. Yeah. It, but the problem was, you know, we destroyed the league throughout the regular season and then go through playoffs like the next year, 2006, 2007. Was that with Anaheim? And then Anaheim. Yeah, that was with Anaheim. That's right. Yeah. And yeah. then we lose, we lose the first two games. Then your captain comes on freaking TV saying, oh, we're not going to win. Like, how do you, how does that make you feel as a fan and as a team member? Hey, but next like, year, shit, you guys what are you win. doing? 
Next year, you guys went to the final, right? No, that was that year. So I was talking oh, sorry, about, yeah. so the year after, still with the same pizza line, um, you know, we cruised through the entire season, we cruised through the playoffs, and then, you know, Alfie, after losing first two games where Anaheim just kicked our ass, they, they, they saw the pizza line was all we had, really. Yeah. yeah. So they just shut us down. Well, you guys and had then, Eric Carlson. Uh, no, not at that point. Oh, I don't fuck. think so. Was he a rookie then? Yeah, we're not a very informed podcast. I don't know. I no, lived in Ottawa my whole life, okay. but I was not a Sens fan growing up. And like I, I did watch and follow the Sens as much as any kid in the hometown does, but I wasn't like, you know, I, I, I watched Habs and I kind of knew more about the Habs, yeah. but I went to Sens games, you know, I met some of them. I got signatures, you know, and the parents bring their kids to like meet, meet a Sens day and you go to the, what was called then the uh, Palladium or Corel Center. That's right. Corel Center or Palladium. Fuck That's right. Yeah. We'd go there and I got uh, Sean, <laughs> Sean, uh, Sean Van Allen to sign my jersey. Oh, yeah. I got oh. Damien Rhodes. I got uh, Wade Redden. Uh, McEachern. Oh, nice. He was amazing. Yeah. Ray Redden is a classic. Oh, he's a Fuck great yeah. guy. Yeah. So that, that was my era of playing when I was a kid. Uh, and, and that, you funny know. enough, I actually, I was a Hobbs fan when I was a kid before the Sens came into town. Mm. Um, but sense. I wasn't huge into watching hockey. It was more of something you just had on on Saturday night. Yep. You know, hockey night in Canada. I'm surprised I was playing floor hockey with my buddies. No, hell no. I would have, probably committed suicide at seven years old <laughs> because most kids so, growing up in Ontario it's either Johnny what's yeah, wrong yeah exactly <laughs> exactly actually when I went place. to when I went to university I had a few friends who were Leafs fans yeah. and I was like oh geez the arrogance oh I loved them as buddies but I just wanted to smack them around a you little say bit it right it's the arrogance that it's like there's they have every right to be arrogant this year I'll give them that but like Previous years? No, no, they don't. <laughs> they were, you know, they were. They've been a good team for a for a bit now, but until it comes to playoff time, and yeah. then they just stink. You're right. So you don't get to be arrogant. I'm just letting you, know, you, you don't have get it it. because uh, the Habs are pretty close, and we're neck and neck with them for a little while. Habs have fallen off a bit. Yeah, yeah until recently. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Until I was playing tonight. We beat them last game. So, so when you oh, were, are you guys playing tonight? Canucks are playing Leafs. Leafs tonight. Yeah. In oh, a few nice. hours. So, and Habs are playing uh, the Jets in a couple couple minutes here. Um, what do you guys think about this whole Canadian thing? Like, would you like to see this continue after Corona? No, no. Uh, it's no, it's eh? good no. for what it is now. Yeah. But yeah, good, good for the time being. I think it's the best um, option that they had. I think it's the yeah. best way to go. It's entertaining. Yeah. I'll give it that. Well, it's hot. We're happy but to have hockey. Yeah. I I want to see I want to see them playing fucking Phoenix. I want or Arizona. Sorry, I want to yeah. see them playing New York. I want to see that Boston rivalry. I want to see yeah, exactly. even like Nashville and you know things like that. Like it's yeah. it's taking away a lot of the outsides part of being just a Habs fan you know yeah I, I agree I, I miss seeing other players yeah. I really do at first I was like you guys I was like oh this is amazing uh this is gonna create so many great rivalries gonna be fights all the time this is gonna be fantastic yeah. and now I'm getting I'm getting kind of sick of it I'm like okay yeah Calgary again yay <laughs> that's kind of how I'm feeling too I don't know if I'm sick of it yet but it's definitely like yeah okay let's see what happens with the playoffs now <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. It'll be interesting though. Yeah, so so what what was like so when you were a kid playing hockey, like I'm talking like, you know, minor league stuff, who was the class of Sens when you were that age? Like who were the kids who were the Sens playing that you were going to get autographs from? Cuz you're a bit older than I am. I'm 32, you're what like 36, 37? 
No, and I'm early 40s. I'm 41. Yeah, there you go. I'm 18 years old. So, so there was no class. There was no class. Not actually. Then. I'm 32. No, there wasn't. Like, Sens didn't come into town until I was like 10. Right. So there was nobody. Like I said, I was a Hobbs fan, but I, I wasn't following them. So I didn't really know. Like, it was Patrick Waugh and stuff like that, right? Yeah. So, yeah, but but again, I wasn't a huge Habs fan. I wouldn't go. I wouldn't drive to Montreal to watch a game. It was, yeah. it was just on in the background. Mm. You no, know, my family's a hockey family. My dad played a lot of hockey growing up, and me and my brothers played hockey. So it was just always on. It was always always around it. Yeah. Did, did you ever go to the games? So, like a Habs game? No, the the Sens game. Or to be a Sens game? Yeah. Like, yeah, we'd go a couple 10, times right? a year. Yeah, you were ten when they came. Yeah, exactly. So. so we'd go a couple times a year. So my my old man, uh, the deal was he'd take us a couple times a year. Okay. So because he was a coach himself, plus me and my two brothers played hockey, we're just busy as friggin' stink, man. Like, you know, that's 10, 15 games a week that yeah. my dad's driving us to, including himself. Yeah. Plus he was a golfer, so he played a lot of golf. Yeah. So <laughs> really going to games was like a special thing. One, it was not cheap. Yeah. And two, uh, just time, time commitments. Yeah, plus he got so, all those Ottawa 67s games to go to after minor league games. Well, that's it. And when Ottawa started, they played in the same arena too, right? Yeah. So it was a lot easier to go to. Yeah, it's true. So they moved to friggin' Canada. Oh, man, I worked in one of the concession stands at the Canada location. And okay. It was such a pain in the ass to leave there at a game, man. Like, I had to leave early just so I could get out of that Is this where the, uh, the, the Scotiabank is, the one they play at right now? Yeah. It's like literally yeah, exactly. like 45 minutes, no traffic yeah. outside of the city. So is the bus transportation good or anything? No, it there drops you no? off like a mile away, and you have to walk in the snow. So it's like the Abbotsford Arena. Well, that's, that's changed now. <laughs> that's changed now. It used to be like that. They used to drive yeah. you till the end of the parking lot. You had to Bell's, walk through the entire parking lot. I'd be in Bell's Corners. They'd pick us up in a school bus in <laughs> Bell's ridiculous. Corners and take us to the game. They'd drop us off in like this field road, and we'd have to schlep it with all like all of our things through the snow. There'd be no sidewalk or path, like like right on the side of the highway, basically. <laughs> You're getting slushed all over from cars yeah. driving by, and it's like minus. That's 40. why you always went. To- the good news was, or the good thing was, you'd go through bars. Bars, you pay like 80 bucks or whatever. They'd get you a ticket. Yeah, You yeah. get to drink at the bar before, and then they'd put you on a bus, like their own that, coach, yeah, yeah, and yeah. drive you to the game and drive you back after. That apparently, was the best deal. Apparently yeah. Glendale's like that in Arizona. It's like in the middle of fucking nowhere, and yeah, you got like, the bus loop. That, you know, it's not just like a direct shuttle or like a direct subway station there. It's oh, you like, mean Gila Harina? Is that, it, is that what it's called? Gila Harina? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I don't know. Bankrupt Arena. Well, look at their revenue stream now, right? So that's why they're tanking as well. And Ottawa, you know, it, Ottawa is tough because it's a government town. And because of laws, you can't give tickets away to your employees. So if you look at Toronto or Montreal, which is very much a, a commerce type city with lots of, you know, capitalist type businesses, mm-hmm. you can easily get tickets away because it's part of the package, right? So you yeah. take customers out and whatever else. Yep. Whereas it's against the law to do that in Ottawa. So, because, you know, 80% of employees are government employees. Yeah. Oh, really? So, what happens is you got an arena that's in the middle of buttfuck nowhere, and then you have no corporate tickets at all, or very little. Mm. The arena's empty a lot of times, you know? So, why not put it downtown? Like, why not put it beside the fucking parliament building? That's the question. Because we have Melnick now as an owner. So, that was supposed to happen. So, last year, before, uh, but a year before Corona, so yeah, a couple years ago, there was a bid to redevelop some land that is downtown and then they took offers on the bid and then what happened is the two competing offers so melnick was one of them Mm -hmm. and then this other huge developer was another one they start outbidding each other and then they start suing each other for all this crap and the government said screw all this this is ridiculous 
and they, they kiboshed it all. So now it's back to square one where it took like three or four years of the bidding process to go through. Mm. So now it's back to square one. So the city wants this arena downtown. Mm. Just think of the foot traffic alone to just walk in, right? Yeah, that's that Lansdowne area that they've re- redeveloped? No, it would be um, right beside, I forget what it's called. You know where the NCC is? Uh, the Museum of Civilization, or not Civilization, of... Uh, of war, I think. Oh, was like um, Gladstone? Le- Lebreton Flats area. Yeah, that's the, you Le- know Le- what? Flats. That's what I meant. It was Lebreton Flats, not like, not like. Yeah, yeah, so right there. They have a huge open field there. Yeah, I, yeah, that's what I was talking about. Because that's where all the, yeah, the yeah. Fe- uh, music festivals and all that stuff, that's what's happening there. Exactly. Like Blues right Fest where Blues Fest is. Fest is. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Yeah. So right there, they wanted to redevelop the area, put a bunch of condos up, make a bunch of restaurants around and have the hockey arena there or that concert slash hockey arena. Yeah. There. That'd be a great spot. But then this whole thing got messed up. Absolutely. You could easily walk from downtown. The bus would go right there. You don't have to travel for an hour and a bit every single time. Mm-hmm. It's a no brainer. It's, it's absolutely a no brainer. Yeah. But of course it all went, it went to shit. So as it does oftentimes when, uh, you know, billionaires that own teams, they're not necessarily the, the smartest people. In, in history. Well, some of them are. Yeah, some but of them are. But them are not, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah, like Melnick, Melnick should have been gone like three years ago. Yeah, you know, he's kind of a hit or miss kind of guy. Like, you know, he did save the Sens, so we have to give him that. Like, we can't take that away from him. Mm-hmm. The Sens are about to go bankrupt. No one was bidding. He came in, he bought them with his, uh, his pharma money. So we got to thank him for that. His big pharma. Well, yeah, he made, you know, he, he made a drug for, for like a beta blocker or something like that. I forget what exactly a what it was. beta blocker? But yeah, so like for people who are going to have heart attacks, so it thins your blood so you don't have a heart attack. Oh, okay. So he created one of these Damn. and made billions of dollars, or his company made billions of dollars. Huh. So then he bought out the Sens. Then he got sued to shit for his drugs. <laughs> and then lost a bunch of money. And then what happened is as the sense started making money, he was pumping them into his own personal business instead of putting the money back into the sense. Oh, that's pretty Into shifty. his own veins. I, yeah. You know, at first, yeah, the story, yeah, exactly. At the beginning of the story, I was exactly. like, this Melnick guy sounds, sounds like he's doing some good with his drug. He's, no. he's doing, but then it just took a pretty hard turn. No, fuck. <laughs> well, that's it. And then not only that, he's, he's an imbecile when it comes to media relations. So what happens is he goes on TV and he just, he ruins the relationship for the fans. Yeah, he just, I, I do remember he's that. threatening to move the team and all stuff. Like you're going on national TV saying this. Yeah, he yeah. should have just yeah. left the spotlight, not said a word, let the people that he pays to talk for him, for him like the managers and stuff, to do all that stuff and just get yeah. out. He did not help his cause at all. Some exactly, he doesn't. Just, I 100% agree. Mouths, eh? They just can't shut their mouths. Fuck. So well, I, that's it. Yeah, I think, I don't know. We'll see what happens. He might get out after Corona and just decide it's not a good investment for him anymore. I think he's going to live forever. He's probably a vampire. (laughs) I don't know. Yeah. You know, maybe he created another drug that lets him live forever. Like he had that, he had his liver, his liver got destroyed. So he was on his dying, on his deathbed. Mm -hmm. And then a fan donated a piece of of their liver to him, which the liver can grow exponentially compared to the other organs. Yeah. So his liver is now healthy. Well, assumed it's healthy. <laughs> Keep drinking, yeah. Jesus. Well, I don't know if he still drinks or not. But then every now and then you wonder, like, what if that fan never donated parts of their liver to him? He's what was hanging out like? with uh, Queen Elizabeth and fucking George Soros here? <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe three hundred. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Who the hell knows? Is George Clooney one of those guys? I don't know. No, I said George Soros, not George Clooney. <laughs> oh, so, sorry. Yeah, sorry. 
Yeah, we're pretty deep into the New World Order on this podcast. Oh, nice. That's okay. Hockey and New World Order. You can't go wrong. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So so what do you think of this new line of uh, Sens hooligans? What do you think of the new, the uh, new line order? new direction that uh, Dorian's <laughs> going with? You know, I'm excited, actually. Uh, we've got a good group of kids. We've got a lot of prospects. You know, we have the youngest average age in the entire NHL. That's pretty cool. Uh, yeah. You know, we're stinking at this league but this year, but that's supposed to happen. You know, that you're not supposed to kick ass. Habs. You guys have been looking real good against the Habs. I don't yeah, know. we're good against the Leafs and the Habs, but that's about it. And, and but that's okay. You know what? It's frustrating to watch because there's a lot of mistakes being made. Yeah. But man, like yeah. you, you take some of the, you know, like the pros on our team, which is like Kachuk, and he's like 21, 22 years old. Yeah. No one expected so, them to be amazing this year anyways. Like, we all knew it was no, going to be exactly. a top-five draft year for you but guys. But they're looking exactly. good. Like, Bat- Batherson, Stutzel, Kachuk, yeah. Shabbat, Zub. Zub's impressing people as well. Yeah, and, absolutely. And, and these guys these guys are fucking kids, and they're looking good. Like, they're making good plays. They're flashy. They can get things done. Kachuk, you know, I, I, I want to hate him, but... Fuck man, he's he's no, a funny I, I like he's him, a man. funny guy, yeah. and he gets right in your face, and he's he'll fight you, he'll get goals. He could be like the new Tom Wilson, maybe. He'd be the new Matthew Kachuk. No, he's got more skill than Tom Wilson. That's yeah, for sure. he's not a piece of shit like Tom Wilson. <laughs> no, and you know he's like one of those players. He's like Marshawn, whoever else. You know Gallagher is a bit like that too, where everyone hates him, but you'd want them on your team, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, right. I, I, I agree with that. But uh, yeah, so it looks good. You know, we have other prospects still playing at, at UND, which is University of North Dakota. We still have like four or five prospects on that team alone as well that are Who, coming through the ranks. Who's your top? Like prospect? Jake Sanderson. This defense. It's, it still has to be Stutzel. Like Stutzel has got to be top prospect. Well, at this who's point. your top guy who's not playing on the team? Like, who are you waiting to come in and wow? Like for the Habs, I think that's Cole Caulfield, who's like that yeah. little guy who's the like pure elite goal scorer, so they say. Um, who's that guy? Well, he for played you? well in the juniors, right? Caulfield played well in the juniors, so yeah, you know, it's something to look forward to. He didn't really impress um, in the championship, though. He's he's doing well in college, but championships, he didn't really do much. Yeah, yeah, but uh, um, I would say probably Jake Sanderson. The he's uh, a big left-handed D. He might join next year or the year after. Is is, is he coming in? They're to play hoping with he Shabbat? joins next year. Is he coming in to play with? Yeah. Well, he's a left-handed, and so is Shabbat. So I don't know how that would work. So maybe he's, you know, second pairing. I don't know. Yeah. But he's a big boy, and he's got great hockey IQ, and he just he stands the line as well. So he's a kind of like you know, like those old school defensemen who knows how to put the puck in the net, is who he... will stand the line and make you know clear the front of the net kind of thing. Yeah. Is he the one you guys took uh, fifth overall? That's right. Yes, yeah. he is. Cool. Cool. Have you been so following him? So uh, him, Formenton, yeah, absolutely. He plays at UND, as I said earlier, you know, mm-hmm. University of North Dakota. Yep. Uh, Formenton's another kid. We might actually see him this year. He's got crazy speed. Okay. So you bring him up and you put him all the guys we have now, you know, it could be a, a really good-looking team. It's just we filled we filled the gaps with a bunch of, you know, what we call, uh, what do you want to call them? Old guys. Not the term I want to use. but Veterans. Veterans, that's it. That's exactly what I was trying to think of. And, you know, they're kind of, other than a couple, they're kind of not really doing much. Yeah. Uh, hopefully they're good locker room guys to teach the kids. Yeah, well, out, he's Stephane, you know, Stefan missed his family. Well, he's gone, absolutely. Yeah. You know, you, uh, Chris Tierney. He's he a, wanted to leave anyways. He wasn't happy yeah. at all. He do, missed his family out in Arizona. Do you guys still have Chris Tierney? 
you know, he's good. He's serviceable. You know, good third line guy. He's, I wouldn't put him on the top line like he is now. He's an experienced playoff guy, though. How many times did he get to the playoffs absolutely. with San Jose? Yeah, a ton. A yeah. ton, right? He knows how but to play. But we're not at that wins. level yet, though. No. But I feel like when you're developing a young team like that and you have a lot of young, skilled players, you need guys that aren't necessarily going to get you that extra mile, but guys that have had experience being on long-standing winning teams to kind of like be the level head, the calm, collected voice in the room and just kind of make the kids light it up, you know? A hundred percent agree. And, and it goes even beyond playing on the ice, right? There's, there's a lot of stuff you got to learn about being a professional athlete. Mm-hmm. You know, the money situation, the fan situation, the media situation. Yeah. You know, you're right. You talk, talk about being calm and collected. You know, imagine being 20 years old and you get two, three mil thrown at you per year. <laughs> of course, you're going to lose some of that to agent fees and taxes and stuff like that. But still, that's a shitload oh, of money, man. Fuck, I know what I'm doing with that kind of money at that age. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And we all know what we'd be doing at 20 years old with that money. But unfortunately, you're not going to have a long career with weeks. that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So you need guys like Tyranny and I assume he's like that, you know, in the locker room, teaching them how to really handle their lives better. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with going out and partying and, you know, enjoying your life. But you got to be smart about this as well, because if not, you're not going to have a long career and you'd be selling used cars within a year, you know? <laughs> so, yeah, which I mean, I'm sure you don't want to do. No. So one, one guy I want to talk about is, uh, is Matt Murray. What are your thoughts on this guy? Uh, I don't know. You know, I, I've been saying the same thing for about, well, since this year started. It's, mm. all right, I just got to give him time, give him time, give him time. Like how much time do you give a guy? Like, yeah, I mean, one game he plays great, and the next game he just shits the bed big time. It's almost predictable at this point. Yeah. So he played shitty last game. So I'm actually going to put money on the Sens for tomorrow to win because I bet you <laughs> Matt Murray is going to play well. That's a tough one. It's to almost think like about clockwork. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe I got a bit of a problem. I don't know, but you see, uh, I personally think Matt Murray is way overrated um i think he won two stanley cups with pittsburgh because of mm-hmm. everyone surrounding him and by the by mark andre Fleury. to be honest yeah. i think any yeah. goalie being on that pittsburgh penguins team could probably have got a cup or two because i think back to any particular heroic saves he's made and can't think of it you know i think about about what he's done to really make that team his can't think about it so I mean, sure. And this this project here with the Sens is kind of showing that. Like, I think you guys could probably have won more games, judging by how many times you've been able to score if you had a better goalie net than Matt Murray. Yeah, I don't think you're wrong. It, it's you know we needed a goalie, and there are, you know goalies are tough to find. Right, good goalies are not always available on the market. So we threw some money at this guy. Sens are not a team that a lot of people want to go to. The city is kind of you know meh. Yeah. And then, you know, you're not going to be in the playoffs for a couple of years at least. Yeah, he's got the so, salary for it, so why not? Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. So we threw it at him. He took it. I agree with you. He's not an athletic goalie. Like, he, he can't put his legs over his head kind of thing, you know? Mm-hmm. He's just, <laughs> he can be positionally sound yeah. when he needs to be, he but he seems like he seems shaky. Like, there's maybe there's something psychological. I don't know. Yeah, the team but in he seems to is, kind of just psychological, having to overcome the yeah. young team in front of him, and that's a psychological beast right there. Yeah, yeah, but a, a, a goalie has to be able to to stop a puck. 
Yeah, but right. I mean, you know, Ottawa's defense, like it's you know, yeah. Let's let's be honest, like no one, no matter. Sure, what, the goal, but to the let in seven be. goals in a game on like twenty something shots. Like, the thing is, is that to be an NHL in, goalie, you got to be able to stop those. Thing is, though, that game that he would let in seven goals, the boys got five goals also. <laughs> so like, yeah. So that's what I'm saying. That's kind of like the Leafs play, right? Anderson's better than Murray, in my opinion, but that's kind of how the Leafs play. They score a shit ton of goals, and Edmonton, same thing. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I got score a shit ton of goals, and hopefully we win by one. You know? Yeah, I I don't like the Leafs. I don't I don't like them. <laughs> but Freddie Anderson, I would take him on Montreal. I think he's a solid goalie. Yeah, I agree with you. I didn't think that until the last couple of years. Yeah, and I would take him as well. But their defense sucks. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of the way they play, right? And, and again, same with, with Edmonton. Is you score a shit ton of goals, hopefully your goalie can save a few and you win by one or two goals. Totally. I want to. But wanna unfortunately, do... our goalie is not helping us there at all. Yeah, it's tough. I honestly, I didn't expect any different to be honest with the Ottawa Senators this year. But that, hey, that's just me, you know. But I want to get yeah, your exactly. take on uh, Logan Brown. He just got sent back to the AHL. Obviously, a f- uh, what was he? Twenty seventeenth uh, first round pick. Is that is that right? Uh, I 20, believe. yeah, 2017. That's right. Yeah. That, yeah, yeah. 2016 or 2017. I don't remember which one, but yeah, it's, uh, you know, I find it tough. He, he was supposed to be this, a fantastic sentiment, huge boy. He's big. Yeah. You know, he is, he, he's injured a lot, which is unfortunate. I think he's injured again right now. Maybe it's the day to day thing, but like this is his fourth injury in a couple years. So he seems like he's made of glass a little bit. Yeah, because he's. I don't know. It's a part of me thinks like, hey, just give him the the opportunity to play in the NHL and see what he can do. Give him you know five ten games, see what he can do. Or, you know, this is the year to do it. But mm. there has to be a reason why other guys are making the, the taxi squad or whatnot, and he's not. There has to be something. And again, I'm not there. I'm not a professional, so there has to be something they're seeing that this kid just doesn't have the goods right now. Yeah. So I wouldn't be surprised if he's part of a deal either at the deadline or off season this year. I think they've given him enough time and he's just, he's not using his body and his skills like they should. And you know, that happens, right? Yeah. Not every first round or for pans out. And he's 2016 so, to, to clarify. Oh, 2016. Okay. Yep. So, so yeah, it sucks. I, I wish it was a better outcome, but it doesn't look good at this point. So if you're, you're talking about making moves and stuff, you're GM, right? You suddenly, Hey, what's up? John Jarbo. I'm the new GM of the Ottawa senators. What's your moves? Like, what do you do to put this team in the direction that you can see them going in right now? Mm, that's a good question. Um, I think you kind of just do status quo. You know, you can't unload our goalie. Mm-hmm. So you got to stick with that for the next three years after this season. Would you try and make a deal to Vancouver to get Holtby? Ah, Holtby's kind of in the same situation as Murray. Just kind of shit in the bed a lot this I, year. Yeah, but I think so, Ottawa might have a better team than uh, than Vancouver. and uh, We do. We, all, we have a better future as well. Future, yeah. And Ottawa has a similar climate to what he's used to playing in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, Canucks gave up their draft picks. You know, we, we lost both our seconds for Toffoli. So we don't have a second this yeah. year. We lost our second last year. We give up our first last year for T, uh, JT Miller, not TJ Miller, the actor, but <laughs> JT. Miller. And uh, this year, thank God we have it because we're probably going to pick top 10. So, yeah, you guys are a bit in trouble. Like, well, there's not so too, a yeah. lot of prospects there, right? Yeah. There's not a lot of prospects there in the cupboards. And. It's just not looking good at all. Yeah, we kind of. Yeah, we kind of went for Hughes and Pedersen, and I mean Yo Levy. I mean, we can you believe that we picked Yo Levy in front of Matthew Kachuk? 
Yeah, but there's always, you know, every year's got some outliers. Still, that, though, you know, Keith Kachuk's hindsight's twenty twenty. Yeah, you can't pass yeah. on Keith Kachuk's fucking DNA, you know? We did. Agreed. Montreal Agreed. did. Montreal took Cotton yeah. Miami over uh, Brady Kachuk. Yeah, terrible. Yeah. They you always yeah. take the, the, the Canadian yeah. uh, power forward. He's not always Canadian. Take he's not Canadian. No, he's not Canadian. He's American, but <laughs> he's still. He's American. Brady's yeah. American? He's American. So is Matthew? Yeah. I, didn't, I didn't fucking know that. I don't know. Yeah, they're both American. <laughs> oh, well, I've shown my ignorance. So. I think my favorite thing about the Sens right now, though, is uh, the bromance between uh, Brady and Stutzel. What do you think about that? <laughs> Who's- it's funny. It's it's great. It's 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 like they're lovers. It's amazing. <laughs> it's fun. It's really funny. Uh, see, I really like it. Did you see the other night when uh, the two Kachucks were doing their stretch at the center line or whatever, and then Stu yeah, came yeah. up and joined them, and, and Matthew was like, fuck this guy, and took off or something like that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was funny. There was even an Instagram post about, oh, no, here comes Jimmy, and then you can see him leaving afterwards. It's funny. <laughs> well, so, yeah, I, I really like that. Yeah. Or when, and also, uh, I think it's, it's either Norris or Batherson, one of the other two, who lives with them as well. And he speaks fluent German. I think it's Norris. Fuck that Norris kid. Uh, he and, looks and, real good. Yeah. So and him speaking fluent German because well, his parents are German. He lived in Germany for like seven years, something like that. Yeah. I'm sure really helped Stutz as well. Although Stutzel could speak, you know, perfect English. Yeah, and he probably um, he probably understands what Brady and them are joking about and saying, and so he'll say it in, in German, and then he'll blah 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 blah, and then they'll have a good laugh. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, it, I'm sure it helps Stutzel makes him feel good, right? It's first time playing in North America, uh, I, you know, I, living overseas, it can get lonely, yeah. right? It's you come over, you don't have any friends, you don't know the culture very well. And, you know, everyone goes through this thing called culture shock where it's just like, fuck, I want to get the hell out of here after a couple months. Yeah. Um, so I'm sure Stutzel is going through that as well. So I'm sure having, you know, Kachuk and Batherson and Norris, you know, being really great friends with them right off the bat is really, really helping them out, which is a nice thing to see. It seems like they're all buds there. And I think at the end of the day, that's what you want out of your young developing team. Yeah, absolutely. You know, any, any GM and coach would love to see something like this. The team grows up together, goes through the same, you know, trials and tribulations. And yeah. just hopefully becomes a wrecking force, you know, a few years down the line. And then when it's time for them to get a good contract, Melnick will trade them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Probably, you know. <laughs> that's the history joke has shown that. That's that all they so. do. <laughs> it's frustrating, man. Holy yeah, moly. That, that's like, honestly, that's the most frustrating part to me when I look at being a sense fan is that you you devote so much time developing these picks and these sick dudes and then when they're like yeah I kind of want 9.5 million a year for six years you're like mm, best I can do is seven for four years and I'm like well I'm gonna go to San Jose then and, and then, yeah well <laughs> hindsight the Carlson thing was a blessing in disguise yeah but what about Heatley the whole well <laughs> yeah what about Spezza he, uh, Heatley was a mess Spetta never should have left. What about Zabanajad? Uh, Stone, Stone should never have left. What about Stone? Zabanajad, yeah. Stone, uh, yeah. Stone should yeah. still be playing with you guys, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. He should have been our captain, for God's yeah, sake. Yeah. love Stone. Yeah. Anyways. So, yes, I agree. <laughs> Sorry to end that on such a devastating fucking burn. Yeah, now I'm all angry. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Well, this has been real fun, man. It's been nice talking to you about yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, you as well. This has been fun. Yeah, it's been a good hang. I uh, I don't I, I I'm so focused on Montreal, and it's so hard to follow like 31 teams, soon to be 32 teams. It's nice to like all we know is the Can- uh, you know as as Canadian as a, yeah. hockey fans, all mm-hmm. we know is the Canadian division right now. Yeah, 
Exactly. And yeah, until, exactly. You know, until it gets back to that, like, yeah, you know, I'll go, I'll go see what St. Louis is doing or I'll go see what New York Rangers are doing or Boston or whatever, but yeah, it's kind of... Yeah, but still, you're right. You, you only know the team that you follow closely, right? And you know a, bit, a few players from other teams, but that's about it. Just the Canadian division, because so, we're playing, you know, Canucks play Ottawa four times in a row, Toronto three times in a row, whatever, vice versa. Everyone's playing each other three times in a row, sure. four times in a row. So, you know, it's like we've... But I'm in the same boat as you guys. Like, I wouldn't know Montreal's prospects in the AHL or yeah. Vancouver's prospects in the AHL. Like, totally. I wouldn't know. And that's right? why I so. wanted to get John to talk about that kind of thing. Because, like, I fucking... I love hockey, but it's just too much to follow everything. <laughs> like, every team. It is. It every really team. is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck. So, how, how you... Well, if you ever want me back on, I'd be happy to come back. I, I really enjoy this kind of stuff. So, sure, and I love man. the Den, so I'd gladly talk about it. Absolutely, again. yeah. We'll definitely give you a shout again and talk yeah. some more. Sure. All right. Well, thanks for having me on, guys. Yeah, no problem, dude. Yeah, thanks for chatting with us. Have yourself great, a, a great weekend. Yeah, you as well. All right. See ya. All right. Take care, guys. Bye-bye. Bye. Cheers, man. Nice guy. Nice chatting with John. Johnny boy. Yeah, very uh, informative. Yeah, he's a good dude. Benches a lot of weight. <laughs> <laughs> no, he, it, it was cool, though. He uh, he knew his shit, so. Yeah, he's very, very well informed about hockey. And I, you know, I asked the hockey boys, because I'm in a fantasy pool with him, and bunch of the other senators fans that i hang out with and i'm like hey we'd love to have one of you guys on a, to talk to talk puck and talk about the sense and stuff like that and and they all said hey why don't you talk to jonathan he's the guy to talk to so what do you say we uh we watch this habs game here for a couple minutes and uh do a little refill on our drinks Ow! oh boy well, this is fun we, you know we're hanging out here uh in beautiful north vancouver we like to get together. We got we got dogs here. What's up to Foster, my dog? What's up to Vanna, Alex's dog? Yeah, she's been kind of whiny. Like to get together, kind of take the dogs me. for a rip, come back, have a couple drinks, and talk some puck. So I, I'm drinking Forty Creek right now. They're a special honey spiced blend of whiskey, and uh, it's it's fucking delicious. Just got it here on ice, letting it melt. What are you drinking, Al? I got a you know an eight pack of uh, Red Truck Amber Ale. And, uh, you know, they have good beer, but to me, I mean, it's always the price point, right? I want to get the more bang for my buck. So 12 bucks for eight beers. Oh, I, I mean, got, oh, 12 bucks for eight. Okay. I, was, I thought I was going to beat you nine ninety nine for six. I got, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Pretty close. Oh, pretty yeah. close. <laughs> what, what are you drinking again? Uh, representing Vancouver Island with the Victoria Pilsner. Oh, Victoria Pilsner. Pils. Mostly though, because it was on sale. Nice. Um, so yeah, we're hanging out here. We're watching the, uh, the Habs play the Jets. Saturday night, it's one nothing for the Habs right now in the top of the second period, and uh, you know Habs got Habs got some fire under them. They, uh, like I said, they changed their coach. They got du Dominic Ducharme in there, and you know they, they've they've had a fire under them. I can see that in the games that I'm watching since they brought in the new guy, but they still aren't really getting the results. Like we beat Ottawa uh, three to one the other day. In one of the games we played, I, they play every other day. I can't keep up anymore. But they played Winnipeg yeah, on know, Thursday, I, and they lost to them in an overtime because, you know, people can say it was because they put Joel Armia out there on the three-on-three -three when they should have their top offensive players going on. And I agree with that. I don't think it was the right call, but I'm not the coach. So, so it is what it is. But I can tell that they've had a fire under them. And, you know, during that five-game stretch where they were losing – Jonathan Drouin was playing like shit. I don't know what's gotten into him last couple games, but he's looking good. He's getting goals. He's getting assists. He's 
kind of looks like he's becoming the player that we wanted when we traded uh, Mikhail Sergachev for him. But honestly, I, I'm still thinking we lost that trade. What do, you, what do you think? What do you think about that? Well, you're talking about somebody who's, you know... He was drafted third overall. No, I understand that, but you're talking about comparing him to somebody that just won a Stanley Cup last year. Yeah. as And defensemen are more, you know, uh, prestigious in yeah. trade value and... Uh, you know what? We got Alexander. Prosp- Rom- you know, we got Alexander Romanov now, and he's looking pretty good. He's looking yeah, like he's he, going to be that plug for you guys. I think hopefully. he's looking like he could fill the yeah. shoes that Sergachev did. He's not as big, and he doesn't throw as many big hits, but he's he's trying real hard, and he looks solid, and he's I've making liked him so far, yeah. making good plays. So I'm pretty happy with that. Yeah. I think we got a good team. We just kind of lost our way for a little bit, and uh, I'm excited to see. You know how it goes from here on out. Like well, they, certainly uh, making the Canadian division. You know, especially with Calgary losing two and Edmonton dropping three straight to Toronto. Yep, it's been nice because all of a sudden, you know, as a, obviously as a Canucks fan, uh, it's it's not the worst thing in the world that we lost a few games because all of a sudden every other team except Toronto lost games. Mm-hmm. So now it's almost like Toronto and everybody else. Yeah, right. Except yeah. Maybe except Ottawa. Ottawa is definitely a bit more behind, and obviously Canucks are. Uh, second to last in the Canadian division, but it's kind of cool because it's sort of up to, because uh, what, it's up to, it's it's four teams in the Canadian conference will make the playoffs, right? Yeah. So Montreal that, still that gives, has a playoff spot. They're still in four. Yeah, no, Toronto and Montreal has been fine. Yeah, don't get me wrong, but with Montreal faltering, Calgary flipping and flopping, Edmonton losing three straight to, three straight to Toronto, it's uh, it's kind of a cool division now because we don't know what the, like the, the fourth seed or third seed. Yeah. Is uh, it's, it's up kinda, for grabs? Yeah, totally. I think Toronto's got it in lock. Like they're probably going to win the division unless Montreal goes on a heater. It'll probably be Toronto, Montreal, um, Winnipeg, and you know that's the thing, right? Who's, I'm going to say either Edmonton or Ottawa at this point. I don't think Calgary's getting in. No, and I don't think. Uh, so you don't think Sutter, ten years Vancouver's fucking older, gonna get fifteen in. years older than he was when he was back in. Uh, Fuck! I have to look him up now. God damn it! I don't know. I don't. I don't you don't, think, you don't so. think that an older Sutter is gonna whip whip the, with the no. Calgary Flames back into? No, I think shape? it's. I think it's time Calgary does a, a pretty big overhaul. I think. Well, what's happened to Matthew Kachuk, man? Like he's he's not the same pesty guy he was. No, you know, twenty no, games ago. I don't know. Maybe he's not getting along with fucking uh, Chris Tanev or Marky or something. <laughs> he's not getting along <laughs> with the former Canucks. Yeah, yeah he's you still know, got that that rivalry. You can bring all the players from a rival team over and be, have them be a part of your team now, but you know those fucking rival players fought each other and were hated each other for a lot of their careers so far. It's not easy to just turn that fucking switch on. Yeah, true. Well, I mean, at, but at the same day too, it's like, you know, we're living in a society now where it's like, who gives a fuck? You know, it's, it's hockey, it's sports. It's like, you get along with your enemies, right? Especially for millions and millions of dollars. But, uh, yeah. as far as, 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 as a Canucks fans go, as, 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 as a Canucks fan goes, <laughs> um, I'm, I'm stoked we didn't sign Markstrom. I was, I really wanted to sign, uh, Tanev and maybe to Foley. Yeah. I mean, I wanted Stetcher, but people fucking shit on me for that. But I like Stetcher. Troy Stetcher. Troy Stetcher. But um, I was okay with not signing Markstrom because I knew Demko was going to be the future. He's 25. He's a Harvard graduate. Yeah, he's looking and okay. And he looked great last game, man. Yeah, he he's looking great. great last game against so the hope uh, he's Maple not, Leafs. So I hope he's not going to stick around. They're probably going to well, trade him at the got deadline. A two year, he's got a two-year deal. So they might trade him at the deadline. No, you know what's going to happen? Seattle's going to grab him this mm, year. Right. That's what's going to happen. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, because they're not going to... They, they just signed him. They're not going to trade him. Or Seattle will grab Price. No, 
Oh, Price. Montreal's not going to give up Price. Price has a no move. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm dumb. To, I don't know. I don't know anything about what's going on. Well, they get to pick which whatever fucking players, eight players or whatever, are a part of the expansion draft. Yeah. Hey, did you see that hit on uh, by Tom Wilson onto Fred Reek in I want, that I wanted uh, to bring Washington that up, Bruins actually, games? Yeah. That that's you know that's a fucking head headshot. But the three on Montreal players, those weren't <laughs> even anything. Those were a blow of the wind. Here we go. How is like time and time again? This league is showing its bias towards the Habs. I'm gonna say it. Today, just like I said on every other episode of this podcast, man, the league has it in for the Montreal Canadiens. Jeff Petrie bumped into someone and they called it interference the other day in the game. Unreal. Yeah. Unreal calls against the Habs this year. There has been some, yeah, and it's irregular, just, irregularities. I'm trying to find other teams that it's so badly called against, and I can't. Montreal, on paper, are the most penalized team in, in the NHL right now. What does that tell you? <laughs> like it's unreal. Yeah, I mean Wilson ended up fighting two times after that hit. Yeah, yeah. But so like he had to answer the call. Yeah. But how that, was that hit a head headshot? But Tyler Myers, uh, the one from Dubé on Kotkaniemi, how are those not headshots? It doesn't make any sense to me. So, anyways, I'll just leave it at that. Yeah, no, I, I think I mean Wilson uh, was just told. So his last suspension was 15 games, and here we are right here. We're just reviewing it. But that's that's a run to the and that was head. a pretty mild headshot in my eyes. Well, from afar it looks okay, but let's let's check it out here. Oh, your internet sucks, bro. Here we go. Run that cable. So there there was that run by Wilson on Frederick. Yeah, and then he got away, and Wilson was like, "You can't get away from me." And you know, so that was the one that was the one on Frederick, which they fought later, which is fine, right? Yeah. But here is the one right here. So yeah, Carlos in the corner. He's looking to make a play. He puts his head down. I mean, that was neck. You can see his head. Yeah. You can see his helmet squish. You can see his head squish. Okay, now do, that now, was a rough now hit. Now do Tyler Myers and Joel Armia. That was a rough hit. You know what? You know, you know I'm not a Tyler, Tyler Myers fan. So. I know. Tyler Myers, Joel Armia. Oh. Not a headshot. <laughs> not even considered a headshot. And he got a concussion for this and missed like... Hey, he skated away. He, he He's missed fine. like nine games. He skated concussion, away. Concussion, nine games he missed from a headshot, but not a headshot. He was playing the body, not the head. He's seven foot nine. Tyler Myers? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So how is he not supposed to it's fucking hit him? It's a headshot. He hit him in the head. <laughs> and it was, look at the time in the game. Two minutes, 20 seconds left. They're losing six to three. Look at this. Not a headshot. Yeah, that's a, a headshot. <laughs> okay. Anyways, I'm just saying there's a pretty big fucking league bias against the Habs. And the evidence is all there. But nobody wants to talk about it. Conspiracy theory. Look out. Well, that was fun, folks. Hey, Vanna. Hey, girl. Who's a good girl? <laughs> Who's a good girl? Are we part of the podcast, yeah, girl? Smell it. No. Oh, she got a shock. Get back. Stretch. Get back. Ew. She's like, she's she's like licked, you guys. She's licked her butthole earlier. She's like, you guys don't know, but I have to. Who shit. is the latest correspondent of the doggy dog world? All right, guys. Well, what do you think? That was fun, eh? Yeah, that was a good time. That was fun. We had we had some fun. We ruffled some feathers. And <laughs> who's a good girl? That's good. <laughs> no, it was funnier as like, you beast. All right, you beast. Well, uh, we're gonna wrap it up. That's the uh, third episode of the Coast to Coast Hockey Podcast. My name is oh, Joe Sulier. With me, as always, Al and Carla. Carla's not always here, but 
She's she's a delight when she's here. Probably want to shout out your uh, your photography Instagram. No, okay, cool. That's great. <laughs> uh, but thanks for listening, everybody, and uh, have a good week. And we'll catch you next time. Yeah, lo- love you guys.